0: Carrying on then with the fiqh of Ramadan, we're now on the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma. قال, Jaha Rajulun ila Nabihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فقال, Ya Rasulullah, in ummi mata tua alayha saumu shahr. أَفَأَقْضِيهِ عَنْهَا؟ قَالَ لَوْ كَانَ عَلَى أُمِّكَ دَيْنٌ أَكُنْتَ قَاضِيَهُ عَنْهَا؟ قَالَ نَعَمْ قَالَ فَدَيْنُ اللَّهِ أَحَقُّ أَنْ يُقْضَى And in one narration جاءت امرأة إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالت يا رسول الله إِنَّ أُمِّي مَاتَتُ عَلِيهَا صَوْمُ نَظَرٌ أَفَأَسُومُ عَنْهَا قَالَ أَفَرَأَيْتِي لَوْ كَانَ عَلَى أُمِّكِ دَيْنٌ فَقَضَيْتِي أَكَانَ يُؤَدِّي ذَٰلِكَ عَنْهَا قَالَتْ نَعَمْ قَالَ فَسُومِي عَنْ أُمِّكِ This is now the topic of whether it is allowed to fast on behalf of somebody else or not. That was the section that we began last time. Is it possible to fast on behalf of somebody else or not? Somebody, for example, who had days left to make up and they died without making up those days, can their next of kin make those days up? And we said there are two main opinions. One opinion is you are allowed to fast on behalf of somebody else and make up the days that they had left if they died. Second opinion is You can only make up days for somebody else if it's fasts that are not Ramadan. The vows and other types of fasts, fasting that is not established by the default in the Sharia. Ramadan is established by default in the Sharia. Those ones you cannot make up for other people. But if somebody made a vow and they therefore obligated upon themselves the fasting, then you could make up those days for that person if he died without fulfilling his vow. The evidence is this hadith here now, that a man came to the Prophet ﷺ, and he said to him, that my mother died, and she had fasting left to make up. Fasting of a month. Should I make it up for her on her behalf? So the Prophet ﷺ said, if your mother had a debt, if she died and she had a debt, would you have paid off her debt for her? After her death, would you have paid off those people she was in debt to? The man said, yes. So then the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah is more deserving that you pay off the debts to. So this woman or this man, or this woman rather, his, his mother, she was in debt to Allah. She had days of fasts left to make up. So the Prophet ﷺ said, it is more befitting that you make up that debt that she had left to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, days of Ramadan left to make up. She was in debt still. In the other narration, it mentions that a woman came to the Prophet ﷺ And the same type of narration, she says to the Prophet ﷺ that my mother uh, died and she had days to make up. She had days to fast from the vowing. So should I make it up for her? And the Prophet ﷺ said, if your mother had a debt, would you have paid it off for her? She said, of course. So then the Prophet ﷺ told her, fulfilling the debts of Allah are more deserving. Your mother had a debt to Allah, fasts to make up. So fulfill those on her behalf. And that's why some scholars say when it is a vowing type of fast, like in these narrations, you can make those up for other people. But Ramadan, if somebody had days left to make up and they died, you can't make those up for the person. You can't fast. Ramadan fasts for other people. Some scholars say you can But most of them, al Islam ibn Taymi, and others say you cannot. The next narration talks about some of the Sunnah Acts, Hadith of Sahil ibn Sa'id al-Sa'idi رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يزال الناس بخير ما عجل الفطر That the people will remain upon goodness as long as they hasten to open their fast Meaning they open their fast on time and they do not delay When the time for the opening comes the adhan is done it is being done, then instantly they must, they must open their fast and you should not delay. And the goodness in the Ummah will remain, the Prophet ﷺ says, as long as you open your fasts on time. And similarly, وَأَخْرُوا suhur, And to delay the suhur meal, meaning the suhur, you should have it, Close to the time of Fajr, it should be delayed, whereas the Iftar should be early as soon as possible when Maghrib time starts, and you should not delay. And that is mentioned in the Hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab in Bukhari and Muslim as well. Ifa'aqbal al minha huna wa minha huna, faqad That when the night comes from here and the day disappears from there. Meaning Maghrib time starts. That's it. فَقَدْ أَفْطَرَ الصَّائِمَ. Then the fasting person opens his fast. Then after that, it talks about an issue which is known as al-wisal. Al-wisal is fasting continuously for more than a day. So, for example. Now uh, iftar time is coming. Imagine if somebody now, they've been fasting all day since the morning, this morning since suhoor time. They've been fasting all day, 18 hours now till maghrib time coming. They don't open their fast. They just carry on fasting. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Suhoor time, they don't even eat. Just carry on. All into the next day. So you end up two days in a row, maybe even carry on into the third day in a row. No food, no drink. Is that allowed or not? No. Well, there is a hadith here now of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu Anhuma qal. Naha Rasulullah sallallahu anil wisal. Pay attention to this narration. At the beginning of the narration it says. That the Prophet wasallam forbade continuation in fasting. Continuation like we just explained. Forbade them to do that. Told them you got to open your fast on the same day. Can't carry on and on. Forbade them from doing it. So they said, and in one narration it says, One of the men got up and said, ya tuwasil. But you are messenger of Allah. You do it. You do continuation. The Prophet sallam used to fast more than one day in a row without food. Two days, three days in a row. No food, no drink, no iftar, no suhoor. So they said, but Messenger of Allah, you do it. They wanted to do it too. They said, but Messenger of Allah, you do it. قَالْ إِنِّي He said to them, I am not the same as you. In another narration, وَأَيُّكُمْ مِثْلِي Who from amongst you is like me? So the Prophet ﷺ explained to them his situation is different to the rest of them. He can do that and he mentions wa usqa' that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala provides him nutrition in his body. He can do that. He can last two days, three days in a row. No food, no drink. But he said to them, you can't. You are forbidden from doing that. But then in the narration it carries on and it says in the other version of it that they carried on insisting, but Messenger of Allah, you do it, etc. So in the end, the Prophet wasallam) said to them, okay, do it with me then. We'll do it together. So they did it together. Had suhoor one day, fasted all day, came to Maghrib, nobody opened the fast. Carried on to next day, nobody opened the fast. Carried on to next day, but then on that next day, it was at the end of Ramadan when this happened. On that next day, the new moon came out, so next day was going to be Eid. So now they couldn't carry on the next day, obviously. Haram to fast and eat day. So they had to open their fast then, on the third day. The Prophet ﷺ said to them, if the new moon hadn't come out, if it hadn't come out, I would have carried on into the next day even. I would have carried on even more. That was to show them, to show them that maybe you managed just about these two days, but if the new moon didn't come out, I would have done even more and more and more. You wouldn't have managed it it was to show them that they can't do it. He let them do it for a couple of days to let them feel it. So they realize it's not something you can do. It's not something you're able to do. So don't do it. So at the beginning of the hadith, he had said to them, clearly it is prohibited for you to do it. But when they kept saying, but you are messenger of Allah, you do it. And they really wanted to do it as well. Get the reward and the worship and everything. They wanted to copy the Prophet ﷺ. They kept insisting, in the end he said okay do it with me then so they did it all of them together for a couple of days on the third day the moon came out he said if the moon hadn't come out i would have done even longer more days so in the end then what is the conclusion is it allowed or is it not what's the conclusion then it's not allowed why If it's not allowed, then why did the Prophet ﷺ let them do it? He said in the end, okay, do it then. And he did it with them. If it was haram, how can he let them do it? To teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. So some scholars, they say it's allowed because at the end, in the end, the Prophet ﷺ did let them do it. If it was completely haram, he would have never let them do it. So some scholars say it's allowed. Others, they say, no, it's not. Because at the beginning of the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ clearly prohibited them from doing it. The only reason he let them do it afterwards was to give them a physical example, to let them experience it so that they would realize why he's prohibiting them. Let them experience it, then they'll realize why he's prohibiting them from doing it. That's the only reason he let them do it. Not because it was halal and it's allowed. He only let them do it as like an experiment. Just to see, and so they can realize you can't do this. So that's not a proof that it's allowed. They say it's still haram. It's not allowed for you to do. That was just a one-off experiment to let them see that they can't do it. So many of the scholars say it's not allowed. The majority of the scholars, they say it's not allowed. There are some scholars who say it is allowed, but only up to a certain extent. Up to what extent? So imagine now, today you had your suhoor, Maghrib is coming now. Some scholars say you don't have to open your fast. Carry on. Up until when? The next day of Maghrib. Maybe everybody's different. You, you to, no, they have a particular time. Three three days. Days. Some scholars, like Imam Ahmed, he has this opinion. They say you can carry on, but only up to a certain point. What is that certain point? Three, three days? Three days. Three days. Three days? Two days? Two days. Two days. Two days. Before Dhuhr? <laughs> before Suhoor. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. There is a hadith in Bukhari. It says, arada an yuwasil, fal yuwasil sahar. You're allowed to carry on after Maghrib. Don't open your fast. All the way, only till the Suhoor time. So today, if you didn't open your fast, you could carry on for another five hours. You have to open it at two or three o'clock in the morning Suhoor time. That's one narration, that's the opinion of Imam Ahmed and some scholars. But even that, even that, the scholars, they say it's not recommended. You shouldn't really do it. You should open your fast at Maghrib time. That's the sunnah, that's what you should do. If somebody really wanted to do it, then Imam Ahmed, in his opinion, mentions you can carry on, because hadith is in Bukhari as well, you can carry on till Suhoor time then. When the suhur time comes, then you have to eat now suhur for the next day fasting. So that means your fast is going to end up how many hours? 24 hours Suhoor to Suhoor But even that It is not recommended Even that Is not recommended It is not something That the scholars say You should do But if you really Wanted to do it Some scholars say You could do it up to then But the majority They say no Open your fast At Maghrib time That is the Sunnah All the narrations They just said The Ummah Will be upon goodness As long as They hasten To open the fast They open the fast At the Suhoor time Then we have this hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Al As, Radiallahu anhumah, called, Uchberan Nabiyus sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ani akul, wallah hila asumanan nahara wallah akuman alayhi wa ma'eshd. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Al As, Radiallahu anhumah, says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was told about something I had said. What had he said? He had said, by Allah, I am going to fast the day. And I am going to pray the tahajjud at night. Every day and night for as long as I live. I'm going to fast every single day of my life. And I'm going to pray the night prayer, the tarawih, every single night of my life. Every day, fast, every day tahajjud, the whole year. Tarawih isn't just Ramadan, you can pray that all year. By yourself, congregation in the mosque in Ramadan. For the rest of the year, pray tarawih. Every night after Isha, you can pray it. So he says, I was going to pray every night and I was going to fast every day. And the Prophet ﷺ heard this, that I was saying this. So then the Prophet ﷺ came to him and said to him, أنت Ulta dalika." You're the one who said this statement. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas says, Yes, I said it. He says, I said it. I said I was going to fast every single day and I was going to pray every single night. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, In la ذَلِكَ You're not going to be able to do that. You will not be capable of doing that. wa after. So instead, fast. Fast on some days, but take some days off. وقوم وقوم. And pray, but also take some time to sleep. Don't just pray the whole night. He was saying, I'm going to pray the whole night. Every night. Prophet said, you won't be able to pray some, but take some time to sleep as well. thalatha And the Prophet gave him advice. Fast every month, three days. فَإِنَّ الْحَسَنَ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا Every good deed, you get ten times the reward. مِثْلُ الصِّيَامِ So that would be like you're fasting the whole year. If you fast three days of a month, every day counts for ten times. That's thirty rewards. Like you fasted 30 days then. And so if you do that every month, it's like you fasted the whole of the 12 months. But then Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, he says, la min He says, but O Messenger of Allah, I can do more than that. Only three days every month, I can do more than that. I'm capable. So then the Prophet ﷺ said to him, فَاسُمْ after after يَوْمَيْنَ In that case, fast one day, then take two days off. Then fast one day, take two days off. One day, two days off. One day, two days off. So you'll be fasting plenty. One day you're fasting, you take two off. You're fasting, you take two off. Every three days you're fasting a day. Imagine you do that the whole year. You've got many days you fasted, that means. But Abdullah says to him, says to the Prophet But O Messenger of Allah, I can do even more than that. I'm capable, I can do more than that. One fast every three days, I am better. I can do more than that. So then the Prophet ﷺ said to him, in that case, sum In that case, the Prophet ﷺ said, if you want to do the maximum, you can do even more than that. Fast one day, take one day off. Fast, off. Fast, off. Alternate. One day fast, one day off. One day fast, one day off. Do that the whole year if you want. So every week you're fasting three or four days. Every week three or four days One day fast, one day off One day fast, one day off Do that all the time That's how Dawood السلام, used to fast And that is the best of the fasting Abdullah radiyallahu anhumah He says but oh messenger I can do even more than that I can do more than that One day fast, one day off One day fast, one day off That's okay but I can do even more than that I have ability I could do more The Prophet sallallahu said to him "La afdala min ذلك There is no more That is the highest sunnah. It is not sunnah for you to go and fast the whole year. That is exaggeration. The highest sunnah is one day fast, take one day off. One day fast, take one day off. That is plenty. That is the best fasting. It is exaggeration. Somebody comes and says, no, I can do more. I'm going to fast every day. I'm going to fast six days every week, seven days all. I'm going to fast, fast, fast. Prophet ﷺ said, no, there is no sunnah like that. Sunnah is moderation. Fast one day, take one day off. Fast one day, take one day off. That is the fasting of Dawood alayhi salam. That's how he used to fast and that is the best of the fasting. In one of the hadith it says لا صوم فوق صوم أخي Dawood. There is no fasting better or higher than the fasting of my brother Dawood. Prophet salallahu salam, talking about his brother Dawood alayhi salam. This hadith shows us therefore that the fasting does not come to an end at the end of the month of Ramadan. Fasting does not come to an end at the end of the month of Ramadan. When Ramadan finishes the rest of the year, you're supposed to carry on fasting. Especially as soon as Ramadan finishes in the next month of Shawwal, there's the hadith, من صام رمضان ثم أتبعه بسط من شوال كان له كصيام الدهر أو كما قال that whomsoever fasts Ramadan, then does six days of Shawwal, then it will be the reward of the whole year. Six days of Shawwal. After Eid in that month, do six days. Then for the rest of the months, there are many sunnah ones again, Mondays and Thursdays, the moon days, 13th, 14th, 15th, three days of every month, There are many days you can fast, the day of Ashura, the day before Ashura, the day of Arafah, so many different days of sunnah you can fast throughout the year. So this hadith indicates fasting does not come to an end at the end of Ramadan. People only fast once a year, that's it, don't touch fasting for 11 months again. That isn't the way really. You're supposed to fast, it's an act of worship. Do it the rest of the year some of these days, especially here in the UK in winter. In winter, you could do so much. All of those sunnas, you could do them. Winter, seven, eight hours, nothing. So easy to do it. So a person should do some of this fasting throughout the remainder of the year also. And should not restrict themselves to only this month of Ramadan, these 30 days of Ramadan, 29 days, and that's it. Nothing else for the whole of the rest of the year. And it's the same with the other acts of worship too. The prayer, Qiyam al-Layl, Taraweeh. It is not only Ramadan. Throughout the rest of the year, you can do tarawih, But it's not in congregation, it's not in the mosque. By yourself. After you finish Isha, go home, pray taraweeh you're home by yourself. Whatever little bit of Qur'an that you have memorized, you can read. And if you're really stuck, you can even use the Mus'af if you have to. You don't know any Qur'an, hardly anything. You want to pray night prayer, if you're really stuck, you can use some Mus'af and read the night prayer as well. So that is something you can carry on with too. Qur'an as well. Qur'an, now the month of the Qur'an. But after Ramadan finishes, doesn't mean the Quran is packed away and not looked at again for 11 months. The Quran should be read all the time, memorized, learnt. So this hadith indicates to us that you don't stop your worship and your fasting at the end of Ramadan. It carries on. Then it also tells us that you have to implement the sunnah in your worship and don't exaggerate. So Abdullah bin Amr, he wanted to do a lot. He could do a lot. But the Prophet told him, one day, on, fasting, one day off. One day on, one day off. That is the maximum. There's nothing better than that. If anybody tries to do more, they want to go even further, then it's exaggeration. It's not in the sunnah. Night prayer, you pray the whole of the night and you don't take any time to sleep. Exaggeration. That isn't how the sunnah is. Pray some and sleep some. So the Prophet explained here how that is to be done. There is the hadith also, where the prophet sallam mentioned "Inna ahabba as-siyam ila allah siyamu daud wa ahabba salati ila allah salatu daud kana yanamu nisfa al-layl wa yaqumu thulutahu wa yanamu sudusahu wa kana yasumu yawman wa yaftiru yawman that the most beloved of the fasting to allah is the fasting of daud where he used to fast one day take one off fast one day take one off that is the most beloved to allah to do it like that And the most beloved prayer to Allah, the night prayer, is how Dawood used to pray. He used to sleep for half of the night. Half of the night he used to sleep. Then he used to get up and pray for a third of the night. A half and a third, what's left? A sixth. He used to sleep that final sixth. So uh, rest for half. Uh, After resting the half, then praying for a third, and then resting the final part again. That is the balanced way. Not to try and stay up the whole night every night. So these are the ways of the sunnah that a person does them properly. And that's why the sunnah has no exaggeration either side. There is no extremism in the sunnah. And there is no negligence in the sunnah. You don't go overboard trying to do things. But at the same time you don't fall short. Do it in the balanced manner. Praying every night a third of the night. Enough. Fasting one day one day off. Enough. That is the way, and that is the best that is mentioned in the Sunnah. He mentioned in the Hadith of Abu Huraira, "O Sani Khalili, صلى الله عليه وسلم, by بثلاثي That my beloved one, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, advised me with three things. Abu Huraira says, "Syaam thalatha ayam min kulli شهر, fasting three days from every month, وركعتي الضحى." and the two raka'at of a duha the Duha prayer in the morning after sunrise, Wa أُوتِرَ قَبْلَ anam أن And that I should pray my witter prayer every night before going to sleep. These three things Abu Huraira says the Prophet advised him with. To fast three days every month. Any three days it can be. Fast three days in the month. To pray the two raka'at, of the duha prayer, two of the duha prayer, and to pray the witr before sleeping. These are three important sunnah acts that the Prophet ﷺ advised Abu Huraira with, and that indicates that the fasting of the three days uh, outside of the month of Ramadan afterwards is a great sunnah act which brings about a great deal of reward for the person who does it. There are some other issues that the scholars mention. One of them is, when you're fasting outside of Ramadan, you're not supposed to fast Friday by itself. That is something mentioned in the sunnah. an sawmi yom al قَالَ It's mentioned in a hadith that Muhammad ibn Abbad ibn Ja'far asks, Jabir ibn Abdullah, one of the companions, did the Prophet wasallam forbid fasting on Fridays? He said yes. The scholars, they say, therefore, when you're fasting outside of Ramadan, you should not fast Friday by itself. If you're going to fast Friday, you should add with it Thursday. Do Thursday and Friday as a combination together. Then you can carry on the one on one off, one on one off. But if your one on one off is going to end up with Friday by itself, add Thursday with it. Some of the scholars say you can add Saturday with it, but that's a slight difference between some of them. But definitely you can add Thursday with it. So Friday should not be fasted by itself. If you fast Friday, you should add Thursday with it. Then there is the issue of the Saturday. Are you allowed to fast on Saturdays or not? You have to be okay with Saturday, What is the issue with fasting on Saturdays?) There is a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, لَا يَوْمَ السَّبْتِ إِلَّا فِي Do not fast on Saturdays except if it has been made obligated upon you. When is it obligated? Ramadan. So you have to fast the Saturdays. Outside of Ramadan, is there any obligation to fast Saturday? No. Hadith says, do not fast Saturdays unless it is obligated. So some scholars say, that's it. Ramadan is the only time you should ever fast a Saturday. You should never fast Saturdays otherwise. Some scholars have that opinion. Even if the day of Arafah goes on Saturday, even if Ashura goes on Saturday, they say, don't fast on Saturdays. Saturday only in Ramadan. Other scholars, they say, no. It's not that strict. You can fast Saturday sometimes. For example, if the day of Arafah came on Saturday, there's a great reward for fasting on the day of Arafah for people who are not in Hajj. They say, you can do that then. The day of Ashura, if it goes on Saturday, they say, that's a great reward as well. You can do that one as well. So some scholars make some exceptions. But others, they say, no, nothing. Saturday, you can't do it. Only time you can do it is in Ramadan. So those are a couple of things you have to remember too. Fridays, you don't fast it by itself. You should join Thursday with it. Saturdays, according to some scholars, you shouldn't do at all. And if you really did, then it would only be on those exceptions like Arafah, Ashura, and some of those explanations the scholars give. Any questions so far regarding any of that? Do you know the six days of Shawwal can be done any time during the month? The six days of Shawwal, you can do them any time during the month of Shawwal, as long as you have completed your days of Ramadan. If you had a day left to make up of Ramadan for example You have to make up that day first Then you can do the six days of Shawwal yeah, cool. The six days of Shawwal You can do them anyhow Because that's a particular sunnah about the six days You could do them six in a row That's okay For those six days That's mentioned as a particular sunnah You could do them anytime Six days in a row if you want It doesn't have to be one on one off for those Those six can be in a row They could be one at the beginning One in the middle Two in the end Three the Add them up to six days in the month No problem at the beginning One right on the last day No problem As long as you do The six days in the month To get the reward of the year But you must finish off All of your days of Ramadan first So for example A woman If she missed a week Because of the period She's got to make that up first Then do the six days of shawwal To get the reward Anything else on that so far? Is there any prohibition For a person that's not fasting? Well, it may be taking into consideration other people if we don't eat in front of them. But uh, I don't know of any prohibition as such. Somebody who's not fasting for a legitimate reason is allowed to eat. But the scholars do say there are certain things which you're not allowed to do. Imagine now somebody was not fasting not for any legitimate reason. Some person just wasn't fasting, could be bothered. He's a sinner. Are you allowed to serve them food, for example? Imagine it was one of your relatives. Imagine one of your relatives, he's a sinner, he doesn't care, he doesn't fast. Comes to your house, he says, get me a cup of water. He doesn't care. Are you allowed to get it? Haram, you're not allowed to get it. You have to say it's a Ramadan, it's fasting. Even if you're a sinner, you're not doing it, I can't help you to commit sin. Even even the scholars, they say, imagine you've got a takeaway. Are you allowed to open your takeaway during the days in Ramadan? You could say, what's the problem? Kafir, non-Muslim comes, I'm going to give him fish and chips. Scholars say, no. Because the kafir, really, what's required of him? Really, he should accept Islam and fast? You can't just say to him, it's okay, you kafir, eat as much as you want, I'll give you whatever you want. Scholars say you shouldn't, you should close your takeaways, it's not allowed selling food to people even if it's a kafir, whilst it is Ramadan during the day. So your takeaways and things, they say you shouldn't open them in Ramadan during the day. Even if it's kafir who comes, you shouldn't serve them food because really they are kafir, they shouldn't be kafir, they should be Muslim and they should be fasting. You can't just tell them it's okay to be kafir, you can eat. It's like you're saying to them, Don't, no worry, it's okay. You're kafir, you can eat, you can eat, it's okay. You can't be telling them that. You should be telling them, accept Islam and start fasting with me. So, you're not supposed to be serving food and giving things to other people during the day when you're fasting. Unless it's somebody who has legitimate reason not to be fasting, then there's no sin anyway. Someone told me to ask you a question. Someone came and gave me <coughs> some dates, two kilos of dates. And he says, 100% I know these, these dates are from unlawful earnings. What then you can't you take do? them, you can't take them then. Huh? 100% you know they're from unlawful earnings, haram earnings, then that's not a charity which is good. You shouldn't take those dates then. Tell him, tell the person. Haram earnings, haram income, all this haram, you you're using the haram to then give charity with it. Inna Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tayyib. He's uh, the, the goodness and the purity, not haram things. And Allah only accepts the goodness and the purity. You go and earn haram income. You go and rob a bank And then you say I'm going to give charity With that money Can't be accepted like that You can't rob a bank And then say Okay now I'll give charity With that money I guess Good deed out of it at least You can't You rob the bank In the first place Haram in the first place What if someone's a non-Muslim And he's got <coughs> Unlawful earnings But then he accepts Islam Are those earnings Lawful for him afterwards Allah <coughs> alam Those you have to ask A scholar about those What he has to do With that previous wealth And things Alright we'll leave it there Next week is the last lesson <coughs> Next week will be the last one, then the rest of Ramadan off So next week inshallah, 7pm, 7 7.30pm, 7 uh, whatever time we arrange, 730 I think uh, uh, Asr is going to be 730 next week? 730 next week? So straight after Asr Straight after Asr next week, again we'll start Last lesson next week, then the rest of Ramadan off inshallah